Hello, and welcome to a shark-jumping episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I am an expert in today's topic, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I am uh, less of an expert in today's topic. He's more of a victim of today's topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a thing I've been around for a long time, have not experienced myself, but I have lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. An, an abundant <laughs> bunch of weight. <laughs> Way to go! He's gonna he's gonna be my sidekick on today's episode. Yeah, uh, but uh, and as we do every week, we talk about how to try and uh, hit your goal weight, state your goal weight, uh, and tell you how we did it, tell you things that work, and uh, try to help you figure out how you can do it. Yeah, and today's episode was actually a listener question. A yeah. very good good looking li- listener. Brittany. So last week, Brittany asked us about how to add additional calories even when she wasn't hungry. Again, must be very nice for her. (laughs) But she also had a question about the time of the month. Yeah. Uh, And before we get started on this topic, uh, anyone who is sensitive to talk about lady business, feelings... Uh, Lady business is maybe my favorite euphemism <laughs> for it, by the way. What we're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're going to go deeper into that. But if anyone has any kids around, you don't want them to know about life, uh, maybe send them out of the room right now. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, this, this may not be for you. But if it is for you, welcome. Welcome. And if you didn't listen to the other episode, last week's episode about uh, Brittany and her calories and about uh, just calories in general, then go back and listen to that too. It was great. It was super duper. Uh, But before we get started on our full topic, uh, last week, Donald reminded me that I mentioned I was going to talk about yoga. Yeah, last week's episode, you teased you were going to talk about yoga. I don't remember what I said I was going to talk about, but I'll talk about it. Why not? So uh, as many of you know, I have started doing the Yoga with Adrienne YouTube channel challenges where she does daily yoga practice. And last week, last Saturday, she did a global live event yoga simulcast around the world, probably also on Mars. And yeah, she was raising money for St. Jude's Hospital and ended up uh, with over $51,000. That's awesome. Uh, so as a professional in the health industry, as Donald and I are, um, I hold uh, Adrian in high esteem. She is uh, just wonderful and lovely, but she had some technical difficulties with her yoga broadcast. Yeah. And it was supposed to start at 9 a.m. Pacific. And there were many technical difficulties. She had a false start, and it actually took her 45 minutes to get the show going. And when she finally went live, she was a little upset and a little kind of uh, taken aback by the difficulties and a little self-conscious about it. And I wanted nothing but love and joy and happiness for her. She, I could tell she felt really bad about the delay. And she even said, like, I could go and just cry in a corner right now, but I promised everyone a practice. And she did an amazing job. And I think it's just proof that no matter where you are in your journey, that things come up, none of us are perfect, and sharing our shame and our vulnerability just makes us more lovable. Like, I just wanted her to be okay, and yeah. I like, didn't want her to be sad. Yeah, I wasn't actually participating in the yoga. Um, I have uh, I have watched Catherine do yoga <laughs> now for several months, so I feel like I'm pretty much an expert, but I 
one that was curious about the live feed and I watched and I just, you know, wanted her to be okay. One of the good things, though, is I went back afterwards and read the comments that were on it on YouTube and there was not a single, I mean, which is, you know, reading comments on YouTube is really dangerous, (laughs) dangerous, really, really dangerous. But there was not a single negative comment. Every single one of them was like, please don't worry about the technical difficulties. This practice was wonderful and lovely. And when we were all breathing in together, I felt nothing but love that there were thousands of people like breathing at the same time. And it really made me feel good actually knowing that that, that she had all that support instead of people being like, why did you start late? I can't believe you didn't test your equipment and that well, sort of stuff. And I think too, I mean, it just speaks to how we speak to ourselves about problems and setbacks. I know for me, I I think one of the most transformative things about losing the weight, which I'm not even sure I've talked about, is how happy I am for others in their success yeah, and how much I want others to succeed. And I, instead of feeling jealousy or negativity, anyone who has success is just, there's more to come. There's more for everyone. And it brings me happiness. And just for a second, for even thinking that Adrian was really upset and sad and like felt like she was a failure. Yeah. I'm like, you are wonderful. And you are bringing joy to millions of people around the world. And for anyone out there listening who feels like they've hit a setback or who, who feels you know, vulnerable or any shame for any setback in their journey, please don't feel that way. Like everybody, we in particular are rooting for you. Any setback, we've all been there. We've all been through it. It's a human experience and we want you to succeed. And so you are successfully listening to this podcast. Congratulations. Congratulations for listening. (laughs) That's really what we're getting down to is you're a better person for listening to this podcast. No, I I don't think that was the message. I wonder how many husbands uh, were watching their 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 sweethearts practicing yoga and just feeling better knowing that their wives were practicing yoga like, yeah like you you're getting the yeah you know, the benefits I, from the side i'd like to think i'm in an elite category <laughs> it's not that there's only just a few like a rarefied group of us who who do this yes he's getting uh secondhand namaste so <laughs> Anywho, so that was my little chat about Yoga with Adrienne. If you haven't done any of her uh, practices, she has five-minute practices, hour-long practices, and really just the spectrum for any ability level, and uh, she has been really transformative. I would like to give a shout-out to my dear friend Deanna and my Walt chum and life chum uh, Lindsay for suggesting yoga with adrian in the first place thank you very much yes thank you very much um and i will link to uh yoga with adrian's uh youtube channel i will link to that in the show notes in case you uh are driving and want to go back and remember it later yeah so um and now we're going to move back to good looking Brittany. yeah so she uh she sent an email she wrote Again, us an email last week very she, good looking you're good looking yeah so she started it off with i can't believe that you guys aren't in front of a camera because you're so photogenic and good looking and um if you go back and listen to last week's episode you can uh hear exactly what she said in the first part of her email but you know what's really funny she we uh donald emailed back and forth with her with her a couple of times and then she emailed back and was like if you want to say that i say that you're really good looking you can totally do that and we actually did that <laughs> we had already we done took it the liberty of, yeah. uh, of wordsmithing her we email, had already so. done it so um 
she goes on, though. Um, she sent us two episode ideas, and this is the second one. She says, uh, the second idea is likely not Donald's area of expertise. She was correct about that. Um, she says, but it is something I know a lot of people struggle with. This idea is staying on plan when menstruating. Between cravings and cramps, eating right and moving feels more difficult than ever. I personally crave a lot of caramel-based treats, and I have such severe back pain that walking can be excruciating. I really enjoy walking and dancing for fitness, but I can't do either while in this pain. Medication makes it more manageable, but it is still rough. What do you, Catherine, sorry Donald, uh, do when you have cravings and cramps and just want to lay on the couch with a heating pad and eat all the things? We have lots to say, and I, uh, as much as Donald doesn't have direct experience with it, he has been suffering with my experience <laughs> for 22 years. I would never phrase it that way, but since you already did. But really, it affects everyone around you. There is a blast ra- like radius that <laughs> of effect uh, that uh, that Donald has been navigating deftly for the last 22 years. So thank you very much, Donald. For, oh, you're welcome. For helping through this. So menstruation, let's, fun word, super duper fun. Uh, I always felt a lot of shame around it uh, yeah. from when, uh, when it first crossed my door. <laughs> it, it's one of those grown up kind of, I guess, clinical words that I, I still feel like people are hesitant to even say. It's it's really weird. Well, it, yeah, hearing you say it was definitely weird, but we've got some some slang, so in case any of you are Like, it shouldn't be weird. It's just, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, to like half of the world, basically. Yeah. Um, so... It goes by many names in many cultures. It goes by uh, menstruation. We already said that. Pe- yeah. Period. Your period. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not super yeah. fun. Lady business. Yeah. There's which also is the one I like. Uh, time of the month. T O M, which uh, is a really nice kind of easy T O M. That's what it means. Time of the month. Um, I think Donald has a couple, but I I have a lot to share. A lot of differing euphemisms. Okay. I'm out after lady business. Okay, lady business. <laughs> Someone referred to it as the she flu. <laughs> ah. Which, you know, the curse, shark week, as we talked about. Um, Satan's waterfall, which I'm not really sure. It's <laughs> kind wow. of disgusting. I found a lot online that I have no interest in even talking about. Well, when we were going to do this, I went online and and tried to look up some. I thought there have to be some that are clean and clever and not super gross. And they're really... No, they're all no, disgusting. They really weren't. Uh, let's see. There's El Chapo. I don't know. I just made that <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Curse... Uh, the time that shall not be named, oh. which I like a lot. Wait, did you say Shark Week already? I did say sh- Shark Week. Okay, and then I think this is my favorite one. I came up with it. I've got front row seats at the Lilith Fair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm headed to the Lilith. Earlier Fair. in the week, you called it the Phantom Menace. <laughs> the Phantom Menace, or so many. The Killing Time. Yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. many different things uh, that you can call it, but uh, but it's sort of it is a bit of a curse. Uh, it happens time and time again, as much as maybe we wish it wouldn't. And it actually, a, a while ago, I likened it to being a werewolf. Oh, yeah. And to, to sort of go back to... I like how you pronounce a that. werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> in um, case anyone didn't understand, that's werewolf she's werewolf. trying to There's say. There's a bad moon on the rise. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's true, but... Okay, 
if you think about, we used to watch a show uh, called Being Human. Yes. Yes. We did. And it was about a vampire, a ghost, and a werewolf. Fun times. They they all all walk into a bar. And the werewolf, each month, he realized what he was doing. And so he was like, I don't want to kill people. So his friends helped him each month make sure that he wasn't going out and killing anyone. They got him a little juice box, I think, or something to keep him busy. Maybe a Sudoku deck to to, (laughs) to work on while he was uh, on his spree. But he was a champion of the cycle instead of a victim of it. Yeah. And I think it is incumbent upon all of us, victims, associates, to be a champion of the time of the month. And I think we wanted to start it with what Brittany, what her specific question was, and then yeah, we've got a lot of things to say. But just before I forget, we say this about a lot of things. If you know things are going to happen, you know you're going to react a certain way, not just with your time of the month, but you know that certain things are coming, you can, as an adult, plan and prepare and not just be a victim of the circumstance that's coming. It could be anything. You know, we talk about all the time, you're you're going out shopping and you know you're going to be gone for three hours and you know that you're going to get like ravenously hungry two hours in. Right. You can prepare for that ahead of time uh, instead of just reeling into madness and eating everything at the food court because it was your only option. Well, and it's incumbent upon us in our sobriety in the time of the month before the time of the month to be proactive and know that Each event in our lives comes with a different circumstance. When we know that Christmas is coming, we know that our our habits are going to change when we're going on vacation. Yeah. And every month, you know, instead of 365 surprises, it's, you know, 12 monthly surprises for most of us. Yeah. And we can be victims to it and say, gosh, you know, why am I not losing weight at this time of the month? Why can't I work out? And I think, you know, to answer Brittany's question specifically – She said that moving is very difficult for her. We have a a lot of different things to talk about, but moving is very difficult for her at that time of the month. And what I would say is it is okay to have a different plan for your monthly cycle. It is okay if you cannot work out to use that time differently and just give yourself permission to have different habits at that time. Yeah, for sure. And it's similar even to um, an injury you know, having a plan where you can't do everything that you're doing, only this time you know it's going to happen, and just give yourself permission to have different habits for different times. I haven't actually read the book, but there's an author named B.J. Fogg who's got a book called Tiny Habits, uh, which is not Atomic Habits by James <laughs> Clear that we always talk about and love. Um, we but- should have a book called Eensy Weensy Habits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Eensy Weensy Habits. Exactly. And But I did hear an interview with him uh, on a podcast where he talked about, you know, when he goes out of town on business, he doesn't hold himself to the same habits that he does when he's home and in his normal routine. And that was really an eye-opening point to me that, you know, if I'm in a hotel room in a strange city and I am not in complete control of my schedule, I don't have to do all of the things that I normally do. And it was it's kind of liberating in a way. You you set minimums and you do what you can do. So in Brittany's case, you know, maybe she doesn't do her exercise during that time when she can't, but and maybe she doesn't, you know, stick to her diet entirely. Maybe she just eats at 
uh, maintenance, you know, instead of uh, instead of trying to eat at a super reduced calorie level. Right. So replace hotel room with couch and heating pad. Right. It's basically the same thing. But it's that idea of, you know, I love dancing. I love running, whatever, three weeks out of the month. And then you give yourself an alternative plan for your time of the month. So you take that time to do some meditating, which can be done on the couch. Um, You can take that time to write. If you always think, oh, I don't have time to journal or whatever, you can do that. You can read. You can plan your meals. You can, I mean, and we talked about it last week with calories. Say you have a cookbook and you want to go through my fitness pal and figure out how many calories there are in recipes. Oh, that's a great idea. You can take that time if you're couch bound to just give yourself permission to do that kind of research that you don't feel like you have time for the rest of the time. Um, there are also great stretching and yoga videos for your time of the month if you can't actually work out, maybe doing one of the yoga with Adrian, uh, you know, killing time uh, yoga videos. <laughs> um, uh, Return of the Living Dead uh, episodes. You can, <laughs> wow. You can do that. But it can be its own predictable schedule outside of your normal three and a half week schedule. And I, I did some uh research online uh i saw a lot of articles probably written by men that said that when when you exercise uh more when it's not your time of the month that it actually can help you know there are specific exercises you can do to help uh when your time of the month comes um and uh so there's probably men reading that no there were several of them written by women uh that i saw well But here is the thing. In terms of the spectrum of intensity of your cycle, for me, I know that I need to take Advil the minute I think that it's coming. Like if I, you know, if the signs, you know, that there's a howling thing and the moon and the clouds part and and the, the moonbeams shine down, I know that I need to take Advil because if I don't, my cramps get so bad, I can barely function. Yeah. And if I premeditatively take my Advil, I know that I'll be fine. If I don't, I can spend hours doubled over in pain. So for me being proactive. Um, the, the one thing I actually I was going to mention from the start was being able to track your cycle. Um, you can do that on a calendar. I did not start really tracking and paying attention to when it was happening until ah, <laughs> I was like 42 years old. Wow. So there's an app. I know. It was like 20 years of surprises. Yeah. Um, there's an app called Life App where you can track many different aspects of your cycle. I just track the start and the, the end. If you don't want the interweb having all of that information, you can do that on paper or a paper calendar. But for me, I like the Life App because it actually tells me, like, PMS will start in three days. Like, <laughs> And I know I'm imagining wah, like a wah, like a wah, like a bomb wah, countdown clock in a is. in an adventure show, you know, or they, like it just comes up on screen. Well, but it really helps because I know if I'm starting to feel weird uh, that it's probably about time that my cycle starts. So you can do that on an app. You can do that on paper. But. It really helps me. And especially right now, I I think I am going through kind of some perimenopausal symptoms where my cycle is a little less predictable. I went six weeks without it this time, which was 
very unlike me. Yeah. Um, but being able to track that on the app, the next time I go to my gynecologist, I can show her how I'm tracking and that way she can help me kind of decide what my plan is or what's happening because it was the last two months have been really weird with a cycle that's been off. Yeah. The problem with the app is that if it says you're going to start your cycle in three days, watch out for predictive behavior that kind of incepts you to be like, oh, no, it's my time of the month. Now I'm going to yell at everybody and eat all the food. And then it doesn't come and you're like, oh, well, okay, never mind. I guess that was just me. Well, and, and we say this a lot about other things is that you don't want to convince yourself that you're going to act in a certain right. way oh and, and then and then just give up. You know, if you say, I can't control myself, you know, right now, or I can't, I can't ever go to a movie and not, and be around popcorn and not eat the giant uh, bucket. FML. You know, if you tell yourself that you can't do something, then you're going to be right. But if you tell yourself, maybe I can do this, then you might be right. You know, maybe I can actually moderate what I'm doing right now. And I'm not saying that you will be able to, but certainly if you if you tell yourself that you can't do something, you're going to not do it. Well, it's a big balance between self-care and self-indulgence because there's one thing to plan for going off track and another to embrace it so heartily that you undo all of your progress. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to for, you know, one week a month, just be like, I can't possibly control myself. And then you're, you're, you know, managing to undo any good that you did the other three weeks of the month in that one week. Right. So I would say in a time of sobriety, maybe just after, whenever you're listening to this, if you can write down a list of the kinds of things that happen during your cycle or the kinds of feelings that you have and start doing that kind of good, better, best list that we talked about in a previous episode, if you're magically having a great day and you feel good, stick to your normal habits If you're really struggling that day, have those basic, you know, minimums that you try to hit. For me, I can still do my workouts, but like Donald said, I might try to stay at maintenance calories during my time of the month instead of like white knuckling it at a deficit and then binging because I definitely maybe need more calories at that time of the month. Yeah. And you told me uh, straight out that this would not work. So, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going for it anyway. One thing that has worked for me just in the long term with my, uh, my weight maintenance is to allow myself uh, to have treats even more often, but just make sure that they're small and one thing, you know, everybody's different. Catherine said this this doesn't work for her, but, you know, Brittany says she craves caramel treats during that time. Perhaps having working caramel treats, small ones that are within her calorie goal throughout the month will make her not want to binge them, you know, when her time of the month comes. And I, like I just said, Catherine told me that that would not work for I, her. I glared at him a little bit. Yeah. Well, but... You know, it has, it is something, I know I don't have a time of the month, but it is something that has worked for me. It's, it's dramatically cut down on my binging, uh, by, by having little treats, you know, pretty much every day so that I don't feel deprived like I'm missing something. Well, and I know we likened this to having an injury and being in a position where you sprain your ankle and you have a backup plan that works for you. You're, you know, if, if you can't get in your movement, if it's 
your time of the month and you can't get in a workout, if your gym is closed because of COVID, having that backup plan can mean so many different things. And it's okay to modify. I think for me, I can go three weeks with having a certain treat in the house and moderate myself really well. Yeah. And then a giant wave of craving hits and I will eat all of it. Yeah. And so it really is. And it's something I, you know, I was able to lose 145, 150 pounds while navigating my time of the month. But knowing that there are certain things I cannot keep in the house at my time of the month, I can't keep them at eye level. It's not like, you know, it's not like a rental property where we keep a lo- padlocked, you know, room with all of our <laughs> yeah. like, stuff in it. Maybe like, it should be. Maybe you should have a safe and you should have somebody, you know, reset the combination for that one week. But it's like, I used to think that that one weird trick was the way. Like, oh, if only I had an oink oink pig that locked the refrigerator when I opened it after oh, midnight. Like, so terrible. It's so terrible. But Donald keeps his treats kind of out of my view. I think it was my hope. Like, he keeps it in his cheese drawer. He keeps all of his candies and stuff. I know that they're there. <laughs> yes, I have a drawer in the refrigerator largely dedicated to cheese and candy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cheese and candy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are uh, singing up a storm lately. I am. A little, what, a Marcy Playground there? <laughs> was it? Yeah, I think I that's think so. right. I think you that's think it right. was Marcy Playground? Let us know. But that, like, he keeps his stash away from my view. Our daughter has a shelf in the pantry that are her treats. I really do my best to not indulge in those. Yeah. Um, And and keeping it out of her view also keeps that out of my view. I don't want to be triggered every time I open the refrigerator door either. So this is just a little side note tip. I keep my my little candy bars inside of a plastic opaque container with a lid that, you know, screws on so that I can't just like reach in and grab something. I have to actively pursue it in order to get it. Right. So if you're craving caramel treats, knowing that about yourself, pre-tracking a treat for yourself can definitely help. Knowing that you have a portion planned out is part of the process. Having easy go-to meals, there are certain times when I am so overwhelmed and stressed oh. that if I have to like so much as take 20 minutes to make something, I won't do it. And I'll just go for an easy grab and go shelf stable treat. So preparing, you know, or having frozen meals on hand that you can eat, having fresh fruit, having high protein at hand, like doing a little bit of like time of the month meal prep, of like high protein, yogurt, cheese, ham, that kind of thing on hand so that you don't have to do any work can really help. Well, and I just always keep two or three frozen meals, just something I can pop into the microwave and be ready in four or five minutes. I keep those around all the time. And, you know, because I never know when I'm something's going to come up and I'm just not going to be able to to, you know, do my normal meal prep in the evening. And I always have that to fall back on. And then when I use one of them, I will then, you know, go to the store and replenish. And I think that's just a good tip in general, but it 
works especially well if you're somebody who can't get off the couch and meal prep during your time of the month and you know that that's coming. Keep those easy meals around prep the week before, you know, have some things in the freezer that are just really easy to unthaw and pop in the microwave that are, you know, inside your plan. Yeah. And a friend of mine actually suggested, which I haven't done yet, and please know that this is still a struggle for me. I have the best of intentions when it's not my time of the month and then it hits and I'm like, yeah. You don't know me. Like, <laughs> but I know on the on the podcast we've talked before about pairing. So when I go get my haircut, I get a bagel. Uh, since COVID, I have not had a bagel because I have not had my haircut. Yeah. Um, but if you know that you really love KFC and you can't figure out a way to fit it into your plan, if you plan your time of the month pairing that with getting Kentucky Fried Chicken or getting the pizza that you love or getting a Big Mac and have that as your go-to instead of saying like, I'm going to white knuckle it and stick to 1400 calories. If you say on day one of my cycle, I am going to go and get the three piece chicken, Mick, whatever meal, (laughs) you know, coleslaw. Um, if you just have that as chicken part of- McColeslaw, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> if you know, yeah. eleven herbs and spices. Uh, but if you plan that and just say my time of the month equals getting Kentucky Fried Chicken on day one, and you're not fighting against yourself to undereat, and you have that to look forward to, and you pre-plan it, then it, there's no shame around it because it's just what you do at that time. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to, before we, uh, I know we're, you know, deep into the episode at this point, I just wanted to remind everybody also, we are not medical professionals. Oh, no. And maybe you can splice this back to the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, one of the important things to do here is talk to your doctor. Perhaps your doctor will have actual medical advice. And, Must you know, be nice. <laughs> there, there could be, there could be drugs you could go on, you know, medication you could go on. There could be things that, that your doctor is well versed in that will help you get through this. And I'm not saying Brittany hasn't already talked to her doctor, but just, you know, if if you're embarrassed about it or whatever, you know, I think that doctors are trained to talk about this stuff. They and- just might be. <laughs> well, but I mean, you bring up a great point, which is, you know, everyone's cycle is different, but different extremes can mean different physical lady time problems yeah so uh so yeah i think that that is a very good point bring that up appreciate it thank you i have good points (laughs) (laughs) product of the week is to talk to your doctor oh boy but it but i think one thing because you know talking to doctors is difficult is actually writing down your symptoms and writing down any you know i I mean i have a notes app on my phone yeah if you can write down like you know I'm going to get graphic, like heavy bleeding, heavy cramping, whatever, like being able to go back to your doctor and show them your cycle and your frequency and the the number of days that you have it or spotting or whatever, I think is important because the more information you can come prepared with, the more, because when you're at the doctor's like, how you doing? I'm fine. I can't remember the last year. I don't know what's going on. Oh my goodness. I do that all the time. I go into my, I'll, I'll be thinking about something that I have and then I go to my doctor and I'm just a blank. I'm just like, yeah, I'm great. Everything's good. And I like, I forget to ask. And then I go home and it's like, ah, oh, why didn't I ask about well, 
It's like in, in A Christmas Story when Ralphie finally gets on Santa's lap and is yeah. like, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess a football. A football. <laughs> but I do the same thing. So don't rely on your memory. Uh, rely on the data because that really helps. Um, so again, track your patterns, track your feelings. Go to, you know, your calendar and kind of see when you're likely to be getting your period. And I kind of use the Ambien rule. And I this is something we wanted to talk about with with our period, with my period. Do not make any big life decisions yeah. when your emotions are heightened. Now, this goes with me for depression as well as my time of the month. So basically, t- like... All 366 days a year, I do not trust my feelings. They are lying liars. But sort of like with the Ambien, no lifting, uh, heavy machinery usage. Don't make big life decisions. Definitely don't lift heavy machinery. (laughs) 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 Or operate it, perhaps. I don't. Yeah, don't operate heavy. Don't Don't operate it. Don't lift it. Don't throw it. Just stay away from heavy machinery. But I purposely, and I think Donald had some things, like as much as he does not have a time of the month, he is a victim to my big emotions at my time of the month. Well, yeah, I think that's true. And I I feel like the next portion of this is perhaps me wading into a minefield uh, <laughs> because it, it can be, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, on the edge of making somebody out there explode at me. But I think that I am in a privileged situation. We've been married for 22 years now, and we have had time to experience this together and to go through. And we are at a point, and we have been for a long time, where we can be very open and honest with each other about these things. I know that not all couples have that, and I certainly know that early in relationships that this is a very difficult topic. But all of that information sharing that you were talking about, information writing down, I think you're very open with me about telling me, you know what? It's going to start soon. You need to be ready. You know, you, don't you, look me in the eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep six feet away. Exactly. Don't go in the water. Cough like, into your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, all, all of those things. And I think that you're able, I think that that's really important as a partner to, if you can be in a position to share that information so that your partner knows to, uh, you know, what the circumstances are. Because I think that a lot of men fall into the trap of feeling like they're being, you know, slighted and they take it personally and they feel like their their significant other is being mean to them in some way. And maybe they are being mean, but, you know, a lot of this is beyond control. This is a biological reaction to thing. And if you're in pain, if you're uncomfortable, your one of your reactions is going to be, you know, you're not going to be the lash most out. pleasant. Exactly. You might lash out. But conversely, and I think, I mean, we talked about this in the um, Depression is My Co-Pilot episode. You are a grown-up, and it is your responsibility to not lose it with the people around you that you love and to use your time of the month as an excuse to binge eat and to treat people poorly is not okay. Yeah, I I, I did read something online where a woman wrote that – you know, that it's not an excuse to be a terrible person. You know, if you're if you're not a terrible person to the, to begin with, you probably won't be a terrible person on your period. But if you are a terrible person and you're pretending not to be for three weeks out of the year, <laughs> it can be an excuse. And, you know, again, written by a woman online. But it's also like they say, like, you're 
your emotions amplify when you're drunk. Either you, you know, you use alcohol. It's not the 150 calories of wine that's the problem. It's the calories that you eat after that. If you use your time of the month as an excuse to overindulge or to, to be aggressive toward others, knowing me that my emotions are heightened at my time of the month. I know not to engage with Donald on heavy topics. I know not to make big decisions about our future, my job, our living circumstances. Yeah. Like, I have to really pull back and know that whatever I say, I will regret. And I need a like three day waiting period on any feeling to share it. And it took me a long time. You know, it took us a long time to figure this out together. And it is easier said than done, but I don't take it personally anymore. I understand that it is that time of the month and I, I kind of, I steer, I steer clear. And I also just sort of, I, I develop a, an internal stoicism where, <laughs> where, well, it's the true. floor is lava. The floor is lava. <laughs> it's just kind of like I, you know, she's not. She's not attacking me. It's the time of the month. And it's not it's I, I can't take it personally, but I'm also extremely comfortable in our marriage. But but here's the thing. We have a 14-year-old yeah. who is completely bereft of chill. Completely. And she is a nightmare. A nightmare. She's absolutely awful when she's on her time of the month. It's it terrible. Hor- like I cannot make eye contact. I cannot I have to be like, she's just it's I just need to wait it out. And it goes on forever. And I yeah. don't know if she's using that as an excuse just to hate us. But yeah, well, it'll be like, I'll say, hey, good morning, sweetie. How's it going? I will fight you, is her response. <laughs> Not even kidding. Yeah. Get away from me. So uh, we are navigating it with a young person who doesn't have as much introspection as we do. Yeah, but as a uh, getting back to being a, a, a partner, avoid conflict. Understand that, you know, don't. Don't dig your heels in and and try and fight it at that point. Just sort of, you know, let it go. It isn't personal. Be an active listener. Um, figure out what she actually wants and needs. And don't try and solve everything, but figure out, you know, we've talked a lot about the four love languages um, on this show. And, you know, some people want acts of service during this. Maybe you pick up a little more of the physical activity around. Maybe you help prepare meals a little more during this. But figure out and talk to your partner, maybe not while it's happening, but talk to your partner about the best way that you can help and make things better. And it'll go better for both of you if you do that. Well, and conversely, if you uh, are living on your own or don't have a partner, I think understanding your own love language is also really important. Yeah. We've talked about that. If your love language is acts of service, maybe you don't do your normal chores that weekend and you just let things slide. Maybe you skip laundry. You make sure that you don't have to go in deep to do extra things at that time. Right. You can set yourself up for success by not feeling like you're not living up to your standard because it's your time of the month. Like it's, it's going to keep happening. And I do see people who go, you know, into extremes and say like, oh gosh, I'm, you know, I'm up on the, on the scale three pounds every time of the month. I've ruined all of my progress. Like, oh no, you know, why is this happening to me? How can I get it so that I don't gain weight? 
hormones change. Water retention changes. I go up three to five pounds every time I get my cycle. And instead of being mad about it or starving myself beforehand, I know it's part of the cycle. Yeah. And for me, seeing like I actually because I track all my weight on my uh, my Fitbit app, you can see the giant spike in gain and then the loss and then the giant spike in gain and then the loss. Yeah. In your case, it's not real. And you've understood understood that i mean it's real like in the moment you step on the scale and that's an actual number but it's not like you've magically gained Uh, back at the beginning yeah yeah Uh, you know it it's going to go back to whatever normal is in a few days right and it's so critical to see it as part of the process instead of a failure because you're not able to be the champion of it and like stuff it down and pretend it's not happening It is our responsibility to understand our bodies. And this is kind of the big critical part of it. So in all of this, we've got the mindset and then the physical side of it. And if we keep working against ourselves and pretending it's not happening, pretending that our choices don't matter at that time of the month, being surprised every four weeks that it's happening and then binging on food, we are just being rampant werewolves who go out and murder (laughs) and then are like, but I couldn't help myself. I I didn't know what I was doing. So we can be grownups about the situation and put ourselves in the best light possible for our time of the month. We can pre-plan indulgent snacks. We can pre-plan eating at maintenance. We can change our habits to be focused on more sedentary experiences if we need to. The more we can be a partner in our physical selves, the better it's going to be. We are, you know, I I still see a big disconnection between the physical and the emotional side. And if we just keep calling ourselves trash you know, 12 times a year because we have a setback, we're not helping ourselves move forward. And it's so important to be predictive in your feelings, to have that good, better, best day plan in place, to put those minimums in place and understand that it is a natural part of living. And we talk all the time about how you can't just go on a diet for a while, hit your goal weight, and then everything goes back the way it was. You have to figure out how to do this for the rest of your life. I truly believe the key to hitting a goal weight and maintaining it is to make your life work for the plan. Make a plan for your life, not just a temporary quick fix diet. And the time of the month is part of this. If you If you gain a pound every time, your time of the month, but you lose two pounds or lose three pounds, you know, the other three weeks of the month, you're still ahead. And that's just the way it's going to be. But you're still ahead. You know, you gain one pound that month, but you lose two pounds. You're still, you know, you're still netting a pound difference, 12 pounds a year, you know, 60 pounds in five years. You know, it all adds up. And it's important to keep that long-term goal in mind and not just throw away all the progress because of one week a month. Well, and one thing I really wanted to punctuate this on is knowing yourself, being an advocate for yourself matters. I, uh, before Donald, I've talked about this 
uh, human swine before, but the guy that I dated way, way, way back in the day who was totally terrible, <laughs> didn't want me to go to college. He also didn't want me to take uh, any medications for my time of the month. He wanted me to have evening primrose oil. Yeah, and he was a winner. blossoms. Such a winner. Donald just looks all the better. But <laughs> my- It's not that I'm actually any good. I just looked so much better than this guy. Yeah. But- in any of your weight loss journey, in any part of your life, if anyone is telling you how you should feel, what you should take, what you should do instead, you know, if you don't have a green smoothie, you're garbage. Yeah. You follow your path and advocate for yourself. There is a balance again between self care and self indulgence. But if you need, Advil to get through your cycle, if you need extra medication, if you need your antidepressants, if you enjoy Kentucky Fried Chicken, if anybody (laughs) out there tells you that it's not okay, do not listen to them. We are on our own paths and finding our own structure that makes sense to us matters. If you eat whole foods and you love it and that's your thing, Awesome. But if anyone tries to shame you for integrating little Debbies into your monthly cycle, yeah, do not listen to them. And it took, you know, I just talking about the, the, the before guy, the uh, evening primrose oil dude. <laughs> um, he didn't know what he was talking about. And relying on anyone else to, you know, explain your cycle to you is not okay. Figuring out what works for you, advocating for yourself. And again, using the Ambien rule of not lashing out at the world (laughs) during your cycle is also really important. So it is a balancing act. No two cycles are the same. Right now, I'm hitting perimenopause, and then menopause is its own thing, which I haven't even gotten to yet, so I can't speak to it. But it is important that we, uh, we manage our health all year long while understanding that there may be setbacks during uh, Shark Week. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, I think that is uh, it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And if you have any, uh, you know, tips, suggestion, advice um, that we could pass on to our listeners about how you deal with your time of the month, we would really love to hear about it. And thank you so much to Brittany for writing in and asking the question. Uh, We've been talking about doing an episode on this for a very long time, and your email uh, really was the catalyst to get us going. If you would like to contact us, uh, one of the best ways to do that is through email, and you can get us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter and um, Instagram, I couldn't think of Instagram <laughs> for a second there, uh, at We Only Look Thin, and uh, we will answer those as well. Yeah, and if you would like more information on our uh, lady business only <laughs> uh, uh, female support group, uh, We Only Look Thin, Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, on Facebook, you can find out more information by going to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and click on Join Our Support Group for 
for more information. And you can also, uh, if you if you can't listen on your phone or whatever, you can listen to all of our episodes uh, on our website as well. And uh, also, if you could do us a favor, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, how can I help out Donald and Catherine? They are such inspirations to me. You could go to Apple Podcasts and you could leave us a rating and a quick review. Uh, every one of those helps uh, boost us in search results on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, we love words of affirmation, and we love every single uh, review. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, and so if you still don't know the difference between Lady Business and the Lilith Fair, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are an inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.